Hi, this is Ayana Lahi, and I'd like to welcome you. I always look forward to sharing with you for our podcast time together. I'd like to do something a little different today, and I'd like to share with you how I came upon the path that I've been walking my whole life and what brought me to where I am now. It's probably a little longer story than would be fun for you to hear all in one podcast, but I'd like to share with you some special aspects of it that leap out in my consciousness that I'd like to bring forth here. When I was four years old, I ended a time of not speaking. And as a little girl, I didn't say any sounds or words until I was brought to a psychiatrist's office. I was actually four and a half. And as I sat in front of him on a smaller chair than he was on, he looked larger than life. And I realized by the stern look on his face that I was being studied to see if there was something mentally wrong with me. And I was put through some tests and looking at different shapes, and I knew that my mind, my brain was being tested. I didn't quite know how I knew that, but I knew that. And it was that day that I made the decision to begin to speak. When I've looked back on my choice not to speak, it was really because I was very happy in the world that I was in. And it was a world of light and color and inner imagery that was, to try to describe it, etheric, ethereal, and somewhat abstract. In those years of silence and being in my own world, it was a world of um, tremendous beauty and uh, refined um, connection with, with what I would call the truth of reality and being in a level of reality that I'd left when I decided to connect with the external world that I was being asked to be a part of. Also during that time period, I remember watching from across a very large living room, the family of origin relatives that I had, which was a pretty large clan, and watching the women sitting on one side, the men on the, on the other. And it was at that time that I could begin to read lips <laughs> and read what's in a person's mind. And I understood what they were saying, even though they were speaking in a dialect, a language that I didn't understand or know. I wasn't even taught. I was 
raised to speak English, but my family of origin did not speak English when they were together. I'm first-born American. My family of origin are immigrants to this country. So that was the first time that I had a recognition, a conscious experience of seeing and interpreting language through my intuitive self. And I grew up being clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient, so I could hear, feel, and see. It's very kinesthetic through my body, but I didn't know any of this until I was in my 30s. <laughs> That's a, a large gap of how I got from, you know, my beginning opening to evolving <clears throat> to understand how to step into the planes of consciousness, which I call God planes, and understand the different realms and planes that I've moved through and I continue to cycle back into <clears throat> in order to integrate my divine and human self and understanding that certain goals in my life were to experience direct connection with spirit in my body, to understand the, um, the scientific um, configuration, um, creation, the scientific creation of my body, mind, and soul and how they work together. <clears throat> I love life, and I discovered when I was 14 uh, Krishnamurti's books, and he turned me on to finding the true self, and that people had a true self. And all I knew was that I wanted that. And I was constantly inwardly in struggle with living in relationship with people, mostly family, that felt very um, unauthentic to me. And there was a lot of pressure on me to um, fulfill their expectations of me. And um, I didn't take that very well, being a very free-spirited Aquarian girl and always had a greater vision for life. And I was a teenager during the Vietnam War, and a lot of my friends were intellectual activists, and I was really against bombing buildings and violence of any kind, and felt that in order to create something new, it wasn't just destroying what was of the old, but really creating a new structure. And that was the underlying thought that would eventually guide me to creating a healing and spiritual integration system called Spirit Gateways B System, this was the beginning of wanting to bring people to experiencing 
joy within themselves and peace. And inner peace was a state of consciousness that I could always go to. I feel I was born in that place, but my karma, like so many other people, was to leave that place of peace and inner light and work to take away the suffering and the pain around me to lessen my own impact, my own voice, my own expression of pure authenticity and power because of my fear of what people would think of me and how they'd respond to me. So I wasn't supposed to be who I am. I was uh, raised in a family where when I was who I am, which was pretty much a vibrant self-thinker questioning the way things are, there would be physical abuse that I went through for even just creating conversations around me that threatened, in particular, my mother's reality and her um, very fearful-based perspectives of life. And when I began meditating between the ages of 15 and 16, it changed my life. I saw a poster, a flyer on a lamp post for Transcendental Meditation and stepped into the world of inner sound, inner chanting, and began to have something open inside of myself that I knew was the right direction. I stayed with TM for a few years and then, true to my nature, felt guided and pulled to experience other meditation practices, other spiritual teachers, but I never felt like I had really found an external path or teaching. I felt there was something inside of myself that I had to find. And it was truly my own soul and realizing that my own soul, like everyone's soul, is the pathway to follow. The soul, your soul, is your eternal self and it is connected to God consciousness. Your soul is made up of divine masculine and feminine energies. You are both feminine and masculine inwardly as a soul. So I'm sharing this because it's what really guided me and pushed me forward uh, through many traditional teachings in uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, Vedantaism, the isms, and Catholicism, and Judaism, and of the heart Sufism, and there's a feminine ray, a feminine soul knowingness that has always guided me and navigate me. 
And I'm sharing this in order to also share with you that there is a very sacred, holy place inside of yourself that will navigate you. So a lot of the spiritual development movement from the 70s and 80s, the 90s, I was in and out of and in the periphery of while I was having direct experiences with master beings who would come to me and teach me directly. And those experiences are the ones that I followed. A lot of individuals, both women and men, found me a bit threatening and I didn't know why. Um, I was very shy, actually, and didn't share my experiences with many people because they were quite spiritually extraordinary and was receiving direct teachings and messages um, from the beings who were placed in my path on, in my life. My spiritual path is my life, and so it is with you. And I found that through being devoted to the light, to God, to a feeling in my own heart, the devotion to the beloved, the light, the love within my own heart is what I followed. And it brought me through facing a lot of illusion in myself, in the world, and also the misinterpretations of spiritual teachings in many religious and spiritual pathways and began to understand the limitations of spiritual teachings and paths based upon the fragmentations and separations of the guru. And then finally realizing that a guru is a being who can help a person move from darkness to light and my pathway was going into my own shadow self to face and experience my shadow, my fear of power, my um, response, my responses to other peoples over many lifetimes, challenging my own view on myself, my own self-doubt was huge in this lifetime and feeling unworthy and not feeling enough. I always feel like I could never really fulfill a partner's expectations or needs, for instance. And this was like an ongoing journey for me. And having to awaken and realize the light that I am is enough. And then how to see, hear, and feel from that light. So the path that is the core of who I am is the path of love. It's devotion to the process of love, to bhakti, and how love has been my illuminator and illuminating the pain and the suffering that's been inside of myself. And 
learning how, figuring out, being guided through my master inner teachers, both male and female, helping me to receive my higher self, my true self, and to experience the purpose of doing inner healing and inner clearing is to make room for my true self to emerge. And so this is what I bring to you. This is why I'm bringing forth these teachings, this work at this time. It's taken me almost 45 years to feel ready and to know that there's no way I can not do this by bringing this forth. And um, it's completing my karmic destiny path by bringing forth everything that I've discovered in this lifetime and then to access myself through being a spiritual teacher and way shower and healer over many incarnations. So I bring this to you with love and yeah, of course I'll be sharing more this is what I want to share with you today and for you to know that light is guiding your way and I send you my love and we'll connect soon. See you soon, I hope and pray. Thank you.